Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you want to reach more people with your live stream? A great way to do this and grow your business at the same time is to live stream a podcast. Now, I know that sounds even more complicated. You have to not only run a live stream, but also somehow also turn this into a podcast. Well, fortunately, uh, we've got a great guest this week. His name is Christoph Trapp. He's the author of the book, Going Live, Live Stream Your Podcast to Reach More People. and you know, reaching more people is extremely important, isn't it, Jim? Absolutely. And, you know, the great thing about being able to live stream a podcast is, you know, it's not going to only just allow you to reach more people, but it's also going to expose you to other platforms that are out there. You know, you've got all the big platforms when people have smartphones, for example, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and much more. Um, so let's go ahead and bring on Christoph so he can share how to set up a live stream as a podcast. So Christoph, thanks a lot for joining us for this episode of uh, of um, Launch Your Live interview series. You bet. Hey, thanks for having me. And my apologies. I know you guys are wearing your StreamYard hoodies. I didn't get mine in time, unfortunately. Uh, they ran out of my size. It's pretty big. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I um, no, but we really appreciate you coming on. I mean, I know you've, uh, you're an author. You've written a book. Um, but the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about what got you started with the live streaming because I've seen some of the stuff you've done, and it looks really cool. And um, so, mm -hmm. so what got you started with live streaming? Yeah, I mean, again, I got to give credit to Jason Fultz, who was live streaming his podcast when I was on his show. And basically, I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on there? You know, and I, I wanted to try it. And he kind of got me hooked. And, and ever since, I've pretty much live streamed most episodes. Now, every once in a while, um, as, as Jim can attest to, there's some days, you know, I do. I used to do like two to three episodes. And, you know, I, I wouldn't live stream them all. First of all, that's way too much work for me. And also for the audience. I mean, who wants to listen to me for, you know, three hours, four hours a day. But currently, I got that dialed back quite a bit. So I do maybe one show um, every 1.75 days, something like that. And I, I live stream them all, you know, and I, I go to all the different channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, um, Amazon Live. And, you know, what really what I'm doing is I'm trying to get more out of my podcast um, production. And, you know, what, what I found, there was actually a, a cartoon I saw this morning where somebody says uh, everybody's in line to start their podcast, which I think is not a horrible idea. But I think what companies are finding is they uh, they do a podcast and they got 20 downloads, you know, or, or even less. Um, because it's a new platform for them, you know, nobody knows them yet, so they have to build it up again. And one way to to really maximize that production is just live stream it to all those social channels and others like Amazon Live, which um, you've built for the last few years. Fantastic. Yeah. Jeb, do you want to take the next question, Christoph? Yeah. I mean, well, first, I think that's a great point. I think uh, one of the things that we have to remember, uh, Christoph, is like you said, there's actually only, I think, about 1.4, 1.6 million podcasts. 
And out of that, there's really only about 600,000 that are active. And what that means, they've actually released a podcast within the last 90 days. And so I think when you look at like YouTube, right, we've got 35 million plus channels. Of course, you probably have a whole variety of people who haven't uploaded a video maybe in years, mm-hmm. uh, but they still have a channel. So there's really a lot of space in the podcast uh, arena. So I think it's it's fascinating, the whole idea. I know it's a big debate, right? Will podcast and live streams become one and the same? So what do you think it means when we say we want to live stream a podcast? Yeah, so really what it means is, you know, just live stream the actual recording. Now, I know, um, for example, Ross Brand told me that he's been talking about that um, for for years. And he says many podcasters don't want to do it because um, there's then you can't produce it, right? You can't edit out things. So what you say is what you say. Now, of course, on the back end, I can still edit things out of a podcast. The chances are that I actually will edit anything out is pretty slim to none, even though I do that sometimes, mostly for technical problems, which 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 do happen. Uh, but really, just, you know, instead of recording your podcast on Zoom or whatever, use StreamYard and, you know, live stream it to all the different channels. And that's really, truly how simple I'm going like this, you know, in quotation marks, um, how simple it is to pull that off. Now, I, I say simple in quotation marks because, as I mentioned, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. You know, your Internet might drop out. Um, something isn't working. The guest Internet might drop out. Something else isn't working. One of the channels isn't taking um, your um, your signal, for example. Who knows? So, so there's a lot of things to consider. The other thing I found is it is actually um, – it takes a little bit more prep for a lot of people um, to go on video, right? So if you do audio only, you can sit wherever, even though I would recommend a lot of times to stand. I know I'm sitting today just because of the way the camera is set up. Um, But standing, if you do a lot of talking, is actually better. Um, But it takes longer to get ready. So even though you guys might be laughing off screen, but this is how I look when I'm dressed up. You know, this is as good as I'm going to look. Haha, if you're listening on, on the audio version, I mean, you know, I just got a polo on and a, and a hat still and a sweater because it's still kind of cold. Um, but it does take more prep time, in my opinion, to go on video. Now, when you don't, um, when you have some hesitancy there, you can also just do an audio version, right? Just put up the logo like you guys had at the beginning when Christian started talking and just do that. I mean, just, you know, don't start with everything. Start, do a faced approach. It's a really good, uh, really good point there, you know, and um, a lot of people, I mean, they, I, I like the point that you all both made, which is the fact that uh, a lot of people, they're not going to go back and edit their podcast, for example, or their live stream. So they're not going to go do that. Um, they really just want to pack and ship. And and it's important, you know, like you do want to make sure you are shipping things, but you also have to look at some of those, you know, some of those details that are there. I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, they say, well, hey, just ship it, for example. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, just ship it. But then maybe over time, you want to consider, you know, refining your process, making sure you're continuing to, uh, you know, improve it, offer the best value. I mean, when we think of packages that get shipped out, you know, people don't just throw it in a box and ship it out. What happens over time is they will ship out a box. They will then maybe add some custom branding over time. They add, you know, uh, other elements to make it more personal uh, for the user. So like, and more branded. So they might add 
to your point, they might add that opening graphic. They might have, you know, a background with their graphic if they're going to live stream it and so forth. So, um, you know, you do want to make sure, you know, and if it's the audio perspective, you add the intro and the outro music, um, but things to continue to build what you're trying to do. So maybe it's first, if it seems like it's a lot of work, just get into it. And then you're going to realize how much easier it is uh, to do both actually. Um, so, uh, Christoph, so, um, who should consider live streaming a podcast? I mean, should it be every small and medium business? Should it be, you know, just fortune 500 companies? What's your take on that one? Everyone. If you're, if you decided, or if you're considering doing a podcast, I think there's no reason not to live stream. And I'll give you an example. You know, I mentioned the 20 downloads. So let's say, you know, you get all these executives meeting and they're debating whether you should do a podcast and then they give the go ahead. And then you have 20 downloads. Nobody's going to be happy about that. But that's the reality when you first start. And I'm not saying you're going to blow up the internet when you live stream it, but your chances just really improved quite a bit. When you schedule a post, you know, a, a live stream, so now your preview post can get hundreds of views already. So you can already say, we've had hundreds of people look at that, even though they didn't watch it. But it's not just about watching the live stream. It's about everything surrounding it. It's ahead of it. It's after it, like replays matter, right? So it's, um, yes, you were live, but um, there was a show actually the other day. And um, if I remember the numbers wrong, Jim actually knows them too, so he can correct me. But I had a show on Amazon Live, a, a podcast. It was a, just a typical episode. We we did have products that you could buy from, from the guest, um, but it had, I think, maybe 2,000 people watching on the live, and then it had another 24,000 on the replay. So, you know, I don't think there's very many brands out there that would go, oh, my goodness, 26,000, that's it. You know, they, I mean, most everybody thinks that's a really good number. So, um, but that would have never happened if I didn't start implementing this strategy. Now, does every live stream have 26,000 viewers? Absolutely not. But, you know, it kind of keeps creeping up. Um, and even at the beginning, you know, you kind of see a spike. So that's, that's why I think brands should really consider it and tying it all together. Yeah, because you're because you're really creating awareness at at a minimum, right? And it's that whole thing that I believe that no like and trust. Well, the no is getting to see the live stream and gets people interested, right? You you maybe put that nugget out. It's like oh, I want to learn more. Uh, so, Christoph, how do I live stream a podcast, and what steps uh, do I need to take? Yeah. So from a technical perspective, I mean, you don't need to start with the setup we all have. I know, look, we have these fancy mics and you guys have fancy backgrounds or maybe that's your real wall. I don't know. But, <clears throat> you know, and I'm just in my office. I got a stand up desk. I got like an 18 inch ring light. Um, I would recommend updating your equipment at some point, but I did not start like this. In fact, I think the last time, Jim, when I talked to you and and uh, Chris Stone, we I mean, I was on my iPad. I'm pretty sure I didn't even have this setup. So right. just something to keep in mind. Don't overthink it. Don't um, just kind of get started. And then, of course, you know, pick your tool uh, like StreamYard, for example, where you can um, send it to all those different channels. Make sure you have a way that it saves the the, the, the video, right? So, um, and then basically, I just download the video and, and extract it. Or if you use Anchor, so I use Anchor.fm for my podcast distribution I just take the video file, dump it into Anchor. Anchor extracts the audio automatically, 
or as I like to say, automatically. And then I can edit it a little bit right there and, you know, um, get it in the queue. So that's, um, I know that's super oversimplified, um, but really that's the technical side. From a strategic side, you got to figure out what you're going to talk about. What's your topic? And you can stray off the topic, but um, but you got to know what you're going to talk about, what are the topics, and then finally get on a schedule. And people always ask me, Jim, oh, is that for SEO? Is that for whatever? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's not. It's for the people because when we get on a schedule, right, now we're on a schedule. So if I commit to doing a show once a week, I'm doing a show once a week, you know, or, or whatever the number might be. Right. Yeah, that that's that's a great point that uh, that you bring up in in regards to having a schedule, and uh, it, so I, I don't know it, that that's a very fascinating aspect of what you're running in. You know, of, of the fact that scheduling is very challenging. Well, it it can be challenging too. In your case, you're you're looking for guests, and to your point of what you talked about earlier with live streaming, so many things could potentially go wrong. Uh, where where you may not be able to you know get the guest on and so it's like sometimes like well the the show maybe must go on or you know do you have a plan b so i think that's always uh do you ever find that you've had to do that or do you just cancel if that if that comes i i mean it happens but i was just joking the other day and maybe jinxed myself just a little bit because i said it out loud um and then the next day i had all kinds of problems on the live stream but you just got to have the backup plan right so the options are, if it's not working, do you just pick a network? Well, maybe, you know, like, let's say the technology isn't working. Do you pick right. another network? Do you just go to one? I wouldn't recommend that typically, because if I go to Amazon Live, for example, I don't think I can record it unless I go through StreamYard, for example. Um, so plus I can't invite a guest, you know, so that's not an option. So you have to think about, you have to understand how everything works together and what your priorities are. On a tight deadline. So, for example, I was record. I was live. We were doing a live stream on Friday, and we have another one today at Vox Pop Me. And the Friday one, like all kinds of technical issues, nothing worked. So after three tries, we just finally moved to Anchor and just recorded the audio version, right? So now we're just publishing the audio version. Had that been, if I didn't have a live stream today, I may have tried to. Um, move it. Do you know what I mean? But there was right. no time in between. Plus, they're already referring to each other and all this stuff. So uh, um, might move it. But other than that, just, you know, move to the next option. Sometimes you don't go live if it doesn't work. Sometimes you move it. Um, I think the key is just relax. Don't take, right. don't be so serious. Don't feel bad when something doesn't work, especially something you didn't have any control over. True, true. So, so Christoph, are there any pros... Uh, or I guess not any, but what are some of the pros you think to actually streaming a podcast versus say not streaming a podcast? Well, the pr the biggest pro in my opinion is you have a much bigger audience that you're going to reach, you know, and that's, um, I would really recommend that. That is by far the biggest. The other one is um, it is nicer in my opinion to kind of see each other, right? Just because you're on, on camera, you're having a conversation with people. That doesn't mean you can't record your, I mean, you kind of, we're doing that today to an extent, right? We're recording an audio podcast, but it's also on video. Um, so I don't know if that's still common, but when I first started doing podcasts, I just did the audio, you know, directly in Anchor. Um, and I never saw my guests and it was fairly convenient. 
Um, but I think those are the biggest things. The other thing is um, the workflow. So for example, um, from my understanding, YouTube doesn't prioritize live streams, you know, but my video is still on YouTube once I'm done. So there is value in that. Um, and I don't have to upload it again. I don't have to do it again. So from a workflow per perspective, from a content performance perspective, um, there's many, many advantages. Um, the biggest disadvantage probably, quite frankly, is that um, it takes a little bit more getting used to being on camera, you know, looking into the bright light here, for example, um, looking at the right camera, you know, all those different things, keeping track of comments when you're live and, and those kind of things. So there's more work involved, um, but uh, I think the pros outweigh the cons by by a ton. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what do you what do you think are some of those cons that people really need to be focused on? Yeah, I think that's the biggest one. You have to kind of learn the technology, you know, moving things around. So I know you guys are doing that here. You 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 show different things on the screen while we're talking. And while that seems pretty simple on the uh, when you watch it, um, it actually takes a lot of brain power, you know. So it's really hard. So for example, you Jim, you know, you're producing the show, you're also talking to me. And so you have to produce it, you have to talk to me, you have to listen, you have to ask the right next question, you know, or like a follow-up question. And you can't ask follow-up questions if you don't listen. So people need to be aware there's actually a lot of brain power involved for that person. You know, now you can you can over you can simplify it by having less transitions and less on-screen graphics. But I personally think it looks nice. You know, I have different calls to action that go up. I got you know, no, I'm playing around with having uh, playing videos, you know, so if like my guest talks about something and I'm like, oh, let's play your keynote from 2005, you know, here's the keynote. And like, that sounds kind of cool, but it's actually like you have like, it's like brain power. Like you have to use your brain. Like it's, it's a lot of work. Now, are you, are you, I know when <laughs> you interviewed Chris and I, Chris Stone and I, that you were using, um, I want to say it was Switcher. Are you still using Switcher or are you now using StreamYard? Yeah. So, yeah, I use Switcher on my iPad. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Because I know that that's really a great uh, program, especially if you're in the iOS uh, iOS world. Um, so you've done something uh, exciting that, you know, we, we can uh, talk about here on this episode is uh, you've just released a book about live streaming. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so going live, live stream your podcast to reach more people just came out. And um, basically, I share everything in there that I know about how to do it, why to do it, what's your strategy, what the, what's the technology. And, you know, I, I already have two more chapters I'm thinking about adding in the next edition, whenever that might be. It won't be today because it takes a lot of time to write a book, Jim, even <laughs> when you have most of the content. And it was right. kind of nice to enjoy a couple weekends without having to do anything other than chauffeuring kits around because that doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, so, well it, well, it does. It just takes, takes a few years, <laughs> takes a few years, <laughs> but so basically everything is in the book, you know, how to start, what to think about, what to use, how to use it. Um, there's uh, all kinds of examples in there, you know, clubhouses in there, Twitter spaces is in there. Um, Twitter spaces will be interesting. Um, announcements are always kind of vague in my opinion, but if I read the Twitter spaces announcement correctly, there might be a way to stream your your um, video, your Twitter live to Twitter spaces is how I read it. 
That that's going to be yeah, that's going to be interesting because I know they're going to continue to develop things, and I do believe to your point that uh, spaces is actually being built on the same backbone that Periscope was originally on. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh, that'll definitely be fascinating. So so uh, Christoph, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Yeah, of course, you can always uh, check me out on my blog, AuthenticStorytelling.net. I'm pretty easy to find. Just search for my name, Christoph Trapp. Um, Twitter, C-Trap, sounds great as well. Um, but I think AuthenticStorytelling.net has, you know, has all the different links. You can subscribe to the email and, and stay in the loop. Awesome. Well, Christoph, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for episode 52 of the Launch Your Live podcast, where we discussed how to live stream a podcast. And remember, if you need help with your live streaming, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live. And for more information on this episode, head to launchyour.live forward slash EP52. And we'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks again for watching. And if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on your podcast player, make sure to hit that follow, push play, and we'll keep you moving with live video. Thanks again, Christoph, for joining us. You bet. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to see you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.